0: Shapuatov, today's Daf is daf. Today's year is for a full shlema of for uh Ruvein Ben Bacher May he have a complete and speedy recovery. It's also the Ilunishmas, Gilabas Yitzchak Yisrael HaLevi May her Shalmah have an alien, may memory be a blessing. Um, okay, so we're gonna go from the 6th, 7th line on Ayn Dalai 74a. But just to put us back in the Sukhiya, so the Mishnah mentioned if a woman takes a neder, well, if a man marries a woman, either on, and it, it makes a subtle decision whether he marries her on condition that she doesn't have nederim. As, remember, we mentioned on Friday, um, nederim can bring about the best death of children, it can create, uh, it's, it's treated very severely, people who take nederim but don't keep them. So man is justified in saying, I don't want a wife who, every time she gets angry, uh, takes a net, I will never do that, you know, and uh, swears that she won't do or will do something. And so if he makes the condition and she has d'orim, it's an invalid marriage. And if he makes it stum and it turns out that she has d'orim, we can almost assume that he wouldn't have wanted to, um, he should have been informed and he might not have wanted to, and he can divorce her without a get. So that's what the Gomorrah's and um, that's what the mission was saying. The Gomorrah sure. what, what is not
1: just Nether uh story. If like uh, if you say like uh, a guy said to me Lord, or not, are or you coming to I Was it him or you coming to Sli And he mm-hmm. says yes he's coming. Then if he doesn't come, is he is that a is that considered a nether? Uh, um, uh or shouldn't he so, say be yeah. nether? Yeah, uh, uh, look, uh, so, uh, I need to find mm. uh, a nether, uh, so yes, s- it's serious.
0: Yeah. So strictly speaking, it has to be done with the language of a nether, eh? like uh, the language of a vowel. I don't, I don't, it's not next, the next mesech, I don't remember the details clearly. No. Um, but it's along the lines of, uh, t- strictly speaking, it has to be done like, this item is like a korban to me. Otherwise, we we often mix up the difference between a neder and a shwa. They're both very serious, an oath and a vow. But a, so, what's it? Uh, Carbs are like me, or to me like a karban. That would be definitely a neder. If someone says, I promise or I swear, swear might be the language of a shwa. That's that's also um, serious, but I don't know if it's necessarily considered breaking a neder. but either way, we, we, if, we've, we've touched on it and we've seen that anything a person says or commits themselves to do, they should uh, be very very uh, reluctant to not to, you know, to, to break their word ask, uh, ask them in a, we should be as careful as diamond dealers um, with our word you know you say something it's, it should be treated as ironclad um, on the other hand, there is a concept of a neder to do a mitzvah. If someone commits, I don't remember if it's if they do it three times. If they do a mitzvah three times, it's as if they've taken a neder. And I don't remember if they say they will do a nedir. and a mitzvah, does that have the same status? And so that would be on the speech I think it's something that in, in many ways, we might not be taking the dorim in the technical form that, you know, you transgress the negative commandment if you don't, um, etc., but... I think we are quite careless with our word. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I promise I'll do this. Or you commit to do things and you forget to. And there's an interesting, uh, what would you call it along the lines of a Musar shir by Abram Yitzchak Bloch. He was the Zadaskal. That, that he was the tells Rosh Hashiva before he was killed in the Second World War. And he has a shir on, he actually refers to it as honesty in your own heart. He says you shouldn't even... You shouldn't even tell yourself you'll do something and not do it. He's not going on from the aspect of the but just from the aspect of you should be honorable, You should be honourable to yourself. And if you you tell yourself, "Oh, tomorrow I'm going to do X. Tomorrow I'm going to learn longer. Tomorrow I'm going to go to Dublin, Tomorrow I'm going to." He says, "Yes." Yeah, like a whole sheer sure explaining what how important it is to uh, keep that again uh, internal promise to yourself even. But again, I think that, that is not the same as speech. Um, there's an added dimension when it is speech, but so I, don't, I don't think in general when people say they'll do something. They'll do something other practice of saying glee oh. I don't know if it generally gets the status of a nedir. We'll have to wait for Nadarium and clarify that. To
1: pursue, to follow the formula.
0: There's a formula formula. Yeah, that's saying, like comparing it to a carbon, comparing it to something else that is also... Um, that's the formula of a nedir. But what happens if you say, I promise, yeah, or, or or you hear people say, I swear I won't do it again, especially youngsters, you know, like, I swear I won't do that again. Is that a shvua? Is that an oath? Is that, I don't know if it is. I think I don't know if it's the right language necessarily, but it's still, you shouldn't uh, promise or swear and or even just commit without any language of emphasis and not, not carry it through. Okay, let's let's go on to the Gemara. So I was saying, so the question here that the Gemara is dealing with, and I'm not going to go back into the daf. I, I might reference some of the opinions that we've seen in yesterday's daf, but it's basically the whole of yesterday's daf that this sukiya is following on from. It's a new point in the sukiya. Um, what happens if someone says um, they won't, that they that they say on condition, I'm not marrying this woman if she has not daughter." Then they go ahead and do Kidushin. And then, without re-emphasizing that uh, condition of marriage, he says he has beer with her, the final stage of marriage. Do we say by the fact that he has beer, without confirming his condition, he's waiving the condition? Or another way to look at it is that he does not want his beers to consider promiscuous. He doesn't want to have beer with a woman, and it turns out in a few months that actually she was a Nadranis, she had taken a few Nidorim, and now retroactively it's all undone. So there are those two reasons to say why once he's had beer, even if you've had a condition at the time of Kedushin, it should fall away. Or maybe, no, the condition was he's only marrying her and going through with the marriage if she doesn't have Nidorim. Or the, the other one that's discussed is Nidorim or Mumin or some sort of blemish. So It's also been said, Omar Bar Yaqov, Amara Riyochan Rabak Bar Yakov said the name of Rabbiochan. Hamakarech al Tnay. Again, if someone did Kidushin on Tna, I for example, I take um only marrying this woman on condition that she doesn't have um the Dorim or that she doesn't have Mumi. It says Uba'al and then he has deal with her, Divrakhol Aymatrich. Everyone holds she does not need a get. When we say Divra Kol, we ref we're referencing back to Machroikas Rabin Shmuel. Um, but I don't want to go back and mention Ravan Shmurana. says, but either way, she does not. he does not need a get. What does that mean? What does it mean he doesn't need a get? The marriage never took effect. He said, I'm marrying her on condition she doesn't have a mum. I'm marrying her on condition that she doesn't have the, the dorim. Turns out that she, even if he's done beer, turn, and then it turns out that she does have one of those, the marriage is null and void. And therefore he doesn't, he doesn't even need to get a get. They just stop. It's just separate. I see, bar Ate Rav Acha his nephew challenged him. Ah, so this was all Rav Acha bar Yaakov in the name of Rabbi Yochanan saying that once he makes the deny, even if he transgresses it. Um, so, and what was the reason? Yeah, even if he transgresses, even if he's had beer, the tana stands. And now Rav Acha, right, Rav is going to challenge and say where Rabbi Yochanan seems to say otherwise. He says chalitza mutas kashira. Brisa says that a mistaken chalitza is valid. So, what's a mistaken chalitza that is still valid? We know what chalitza is. We learn, you've almost lost me. What's the Amar kach atal Reish Lakish says, any time if they tell the man, this is how, do Khalitza, I do this act, and that will be yibum. And this guy's a bit reluctant, he wants to marry the sister-in-law, she doesn't want to get married. So the will the, tell him, you know what, take her shoe off, she'll spit at you, and that's how you formalize the bond. So he goes ahead and he does. So that's what Reish that's a chalitza mutas. So Rabbi and, he, and Rachel Lachit says, that's kosher, he says, Omar am a and Anishine are taught. is Whether he has intent for khalitsa and she doesn't, or she has intent for khalitsa and he doesn't too. <laughs> khalitsa also psula, it's an invalid chalitza, Not a mistake in an invalid chalitza. is until they both have Kavana. If he thinks khalitsa is jibu, is doing yibu, well then... He doesn't have intent for chalitza, so doesn't count as chalitza. So again, so we're back to our question. So, um chalitza ksheiri, you reach, look, you it's kosher, can't be. So, but we're back to our question. So, what's the chalitza muta as? What's a mistaken chalitza that is kosher? So elamr biyeichanani kol she'ayim elay chalutz lo amanash she'tita in lachom zuz. If he says to her, "I'll do chalitza on condition that you give me two hundred zuz." Ah, now we talk. So, he's, so he says, I'll do khalitsa. condition you give 200 zuz." And she does not give 200 zus. That's a mistaken chalitza, And it is still a valid chalitza. So even though she doesn't fulfill the requirement, it's a valid chalitza. Now let's tie this back into our sukia says, into we see that once he does the action, we say that the, he's waving the tenai. So in the ball, So to hear, in our case of the marriage, once he has beer with her, that he's waving the tie. And Again, he says they're discussing doing chalitza, and he's not keen. They tell him, okay, why don't you do chalitza and she'll pay you 200 uh, zuz? He says, okay, I'll do that. Then he goes and does chalitza. We say, but the fact that he does chalitza yes. without almost without re-specifying, without doing it, it's done, and he waved the. He waived the condition. Ah, him doing the action shows he waived the condition. Well, then how much more so we should say in our case, if a man marries a woman on condition that she doesn't have, he does kiddushin, on condition that she doesn't have nidorim, then, then he goes and he does nisuyin, he has beer. How much more so we would say in that scenario, he is waiving his condition. But he didn't. That's
1: another thing of the cold, cold, cold. If she has, a, if she has a mum. Well, so too if he and says he sees the mum? Mum, yeah. and
0: then he still has beer with her, he's the mum. Yeah, definitely. Um, if he knows about the mum, but we said if he says on condition that she doesn't have a mum, and then it turns out, well, let's not go there. It turns out that she, then he does nisuin, he has beer with her without specifying that condition, the marriage stands. So he says, so, so, but, but again, our fir- in our first point, we brought in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that the beer undoes does the, the the beer does not undo the condition because that's what maybe yeah um sorry no, uh, deep sorry I'm not sure if I may not get. She, at the, the action of beer does not undo the condition he made a condition when he did kiddush that I'm only marrying her a condition she doesn't have the dory." well even if he has beer with her that still stands and here he seems to be saying that as soon as he does the action it cancels the condition so omalei barbei rav shapir kolmarts he says ah it's very good what you're saying I on the surface it's a good what you stand, but I'll explain. It says Mihti called to my Where do we learn that you can make conditions, that you can do an act in a, like this, like a condition of Tanai says Bene Gadu Bene from the condition that of Bene God, and Ruve. I'll explain that soon. I just want to bring out the emphasis here. It says, But the only sort of tanai that is a valid tanai is where it can be done through the agent like we find by B'nei Gad and But a Tanai that cannot be done through a shliach, through an agent, like over there, like Khalitza. Remember, who can do chalitza? Only the brother-in-law himself, because she has to take the shoe off his foot, not of someone else's foot. Just like I can put on fill for you, we can't do chalitza for each other. Certain mitzvahs have to be done by the body of the person themselves. So, so too with chalitza. And therefore, chalitza is not an act that can be done on behalf of someone else, and therefore, you can't attach a tnai says, So, if the condition could not be fulfilled through a shaliach, like we find by Chalitza, it's not considered a tanah So what's the answer? Is your, In general, Rabbi Yorchana would say, the condition is valid, and it stands even if an act is done. Oh, why by Chalitza did Rabbi Yorchana ignore the Tana? He said, it's still a good Chalitza even if the Tana isn't kept. Because you can't make a Tanay on Chalitza. So that's the thing. What's the story with a Tanai that has to be similar to the B'nai Gad or B'nai Ruvay? So interesting, we use it as the prototype that someone can make a condition on something from the story of B'nai Gad and What happened? They went to Moshe and they said, Well, oh, we're very impressed with this land on the east side of the Jordan. We want to inherit that land. Moshe had already conquered it in some of his battles. It's only on the west of the Jordan that the whole of the Israel had to cross over, and this is what Joshua does, and goes and inherits the rest of the land. So Moshe came along and said, okay, you can have that land on the east side of the Jordan, on condition you go and fight with your brothers to conquer the rest of Israel. And we learn from that condition as a, mod- as a model for what condition, what, what sort of conditions are valid. And one of the things that can happen there is there is it can be carried out through a shliach. It was actually Yeshua who carried out the condition. Because remember Moshe died. It was Yeshua who made sure that they went and fought with Baneshra and then gave them the land, etc. So it was all done through a shriach. Moshe Shliach Yeshua. so we learn from there that any shliach has to be done. It has to be similar to Bene Garubine Ruvai. And and that is an act that can be done by a shliach. Okay. As we said, which can't be done by a shliach. By by now, Tosa asked a very interesting question here. They said, how similar does, does... You want to make a condition. How similar does it have to be to the condition of the Nechad and river? They actually come up with a few. I'll just mention some, but what, what happens if it's someone with a, from the tribe of Asherazvulun? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the same as a condition with Bnei Gala and, and that's a different person. What happens, maybe it can only be about land. Maybe it can only be about Eretz Israel. Maybe it can only be about war. Where do you draw the line Well, it has to be similar to the Bnei Gala and, and or no, we model a condition after that condition. So Tossus here say, so Tossus asks that question here, and then they say, um, I'll just read their answer. Um, they phrase but they basically say it has, to be some, it has to be underlying the logic of what makes the condition valid. So he says here, this is actually a very powerful condition, something that can only be done by Shreya. And he says, if you want to see inside, it's the fourth in line on and um, Tosmos is on the outside of the page, it says, This is the reason. Since the Tanai is in his ability to keep it, Sorry, the act is in, sorry, is in his hand to fulfill. It makes sense, it's logical that similarly it's in his hand to put a condition of it on it. I, I think what he's saying is, in a way, it's an act that doesn't require your full involvement. You can do it through a shliach. Oh, well, once you can do it through a shliach, You can also institute that it's only done through a tznai. But chalits, which cannot be done through a tznai, you also don't have the ability to say a tznai regarding it. So what's Tosso saying the logic is that an act that can be done, almost it's a litmus test of how, direct you have to do it. If it's an act that can be done through a shliach, well then it's clearly not such a, I don't know exactly how to phrase it, not such a strong act. Therefore you could also attach a tie to it. But an act like a litz that you yourself have to do, you see it's very, it's very, uh, it requires a very direct, very strong act. Well, that sort of act, you can't put a condition on. It's also said he then discussed, he then, to support this, he, he discusses, he says, we found through al and we've touched on some of these, um, other conditions that are discussed. What does it have to be, tonight, Koffel doubled. I, I have to say, if B'nai Gad and Ruvain cross over and fight, then they get the land and double it and say, if they, what happens? If they do not cross over. I will do condition, I'll do kiddushin if you pay me S, but it will not be a condition if you don't. It's naikkoful. And he brings a few others and he shows how those are all machlokes. Because again this principle of how far, how similar does any condition you make have to be to the condition of Vinay Garaminaruvan. Obviously not everything has to be the same. Because as we said, you can make conditions if it's not to do with land, you can make conditions if it's not to do with areas of shore, you can make conditions if it's not with the same tribes, you know. But, the, at essence, you have to work out and you have to apply your mind and your logic to the principles of what would be essential underlying concepts that would, that you would, have, to, that would have to line up with the condition of Lake Okay, but let's carry on. Um, so now the Gemara asks so what did we say? Kiddushin can be done on condition he, sorry, he can do it through a shliach and therefore it can be done on condition and therefore if the condition is not met even if he subsequent has "Be'er with his wife the marriage was invalid he says oh, but wait be'er you can do Kiddushin through be'er, and that can't be done through something else and it's a valid tenai. I remember we know there's three ways to do and beer can't be done. You can, you can ask someone to give a ring on your behalf to the woman and for you, for you to be married to her, but it can't be on your behalf. That has to be done by the man himself. So the moron says, It connects all the havayas to each other, all the different types of marriage. So just as, so you can't be done on behalf someone else but the kiddushin or the star the kesef or the star can be i can say can you go give this ring to so-and-so to marry her for me or can you give the star to so-and-so to marry her for me that's valid and it connects the torah connects all the different types kesef, star and beer together to tell us that a condition works so so just as the condition works with some of them it works with the others as well yeah.
1: I didn't understand this yesterday but no. there's three ways to marry a woman. Yes. or be'er. It doesn't say Kesh Star and be'er. Yeah. So if you give Kesiv,
0: then you, you done Kiddushin. Or if you do give her a star, saying the Star is to for her but to be kind to me then a star. Or if he does beer on condition that day for kiddushin, then kiddushin is done. You do one of those acts.
1: And then you married,
0: and then you've done kedushin. There's still nisuin. That's a we're Yeah, I don't
1: know that much. Because there should still, once you are married, n- nisuin k- should be should be a form of. It doesn't say about any bir- any uh, is is There's is uh, It says three ways
0: to marry a woman. No, for kedushin, two. Remember, there's two stages to a Jewish marriage. Yeah, Kiddushin and Nisuyin. Mm-hmm. Kesef and Bia work for? Kiddushin. And then there's still the second stage of marriage. In which Sweden, is beer. Which is ayin chuppah and bia that dia chuppah. Okay. So Omar Ula bar Abba Omar Ula. Rav Ula bar Abba said in the name of Ula, Omar Rebbe Lazar, in the name of u Lazar. If someone does Kiddushin through alone and then he has Bia. Or I'll deny, on condition, and then he has beer. But shave ball, or with less than a shave and he has beer. Now, those are all, I'll explain now, but those are all invalid Kedushins. Divra called Get. Everyone agrees, I, Rabbi and Shmuel, would both agree that you need a Get. Um, firstly, Milza, you, you you have to give the woman something. For kiddushin if you're marrying with the monetary value. Therefore, if it's less than a pruta, it's insignificant. It's not as if you gave her anything. If it's a milva, let's say, how she explains it Yes, if, if this woman owes you money, so you say, I'll waive the debt, and that's me, that's the kiddushin. You're not giving her anything because she already had the money. And also, as soon as you give a loan, that money that you're given is considered the person. When I, when I give you 100 rand, I don't expect to get that note back. Just expect to get a hundred. Rand. It can come in different notes. It can come in a different form. So therefore, Makaris Bemilva, where she already has the item, it doesn't count as a loan. And then also Altenai, that's what we've been discussing. So if he does Kiddushin in one of these ways, and then he, which are invalid Kiddushin, and then he has beer, Everyone agrees that she has a get. And the reason is because Ain Adam a person does not have beer for nothing. We can assume that he's aware these are invalid ways of doing Kiddushin. And therefore when he has beer, it must be for Kiddushin. He's not going to do it for nothing. And, yeah, now this, this is Rabbi Eliezer's opinion. He's not like a buy-in robber who were mentioned in yesterday's Dagh, because Rabbi has just said that um, they hold the Kiddushin is good, even if the Tanai was not met. Again, Rabbi reason is because once he has beer, he doesn't want it to be for nothing, so the Kiddushin takes effect even though it was, the original Kiddushin was done al Tanai. Here, it's not. Whereas, a on the previous staff, said that's actually a mach Raven and Shmuel. Whether the Kedushin once he has beer, does that? Is he saying I don't? I'm not worried about the Tanai anymore? And Robber actually said the opposite. He said both hold that the Tanai still stands. Um, so this Rebbe Lezer is arguing on those opinions. As I said, it's from yesterday's staff, so I don't want to get too caught up in it. But it's just what's um, What's interesting to note is almost you're trying to tap in. What would a person uh, be considering if he does kiddushin on a condition? And then later on he has beer. As I mentioned at the beginning, there are a few ways of looking at it. Do we say, well, he doesn't want his beer to be for nothing. He doesn't want to be promiscuous that he was sleeping with someone he wasn't married to. So therefore we say he's waving the original tonight. But do we say, no, he did kiddushin he with a condition. He expects, he takes for granted that that condition is being held, upheld. And therefore, if the condition is not met, then uh, it would annul everything. Okay, but let's carry on. I'm going
1: to... yes, that's what mm-hmm. confused me yesterday. Once he does bear, he's basically saying we no longer, I no don't longer hold by the condition. That's the one way of looking at it. Because, yeah, I know, because yeah. once, let's say she's got to move on a test, he sees the mum on the chest. He has with it. He can't say, well, you have it. to make a
0: difference. If he sees the mum and then he goes through with it, well, obviously he's... He's cancelled the letter. He's, he's cancelled the, not the, letter, the condition. The condition, yeah. But I'm saying, what happens if he finds out later or the condition is not met later? Let's, let's yes. just take for granted a neder, neder is the easy one. He says, I'm married I'm, I'm on condition. You don't have any nadar. The and they go through with the marriage and then he... And then they go through with the then he has beer and they go through with not, at all. not at all and then he goes through with the, he goes through with the kiddush and he has beer and then a few months later it turns out he's like okay let's go to this restaurant for supper and she's like no I took a letter I don't eat there so that, that, <laughs> that's, that, that, that's the sort of case you're discussing obviously if she tells him they do kiddushin on perdition and then she tells you know what I have a netter and he says, "Well, i you know what? I'm happy to go along with it anyway." Well, then obviously it's waived. If he waves it, he waves it. But if he does but here's where we only found a letter. Okay, Amar Rabbi Yosef bar Abba, Amar Rabbi Menachem, Rabbi Yosef bar Abba says, "In the name of Rabbi Menachem, Omar Rabbi Ami, Hamakadesh be bePachos miShavu Pruta uVal Shuachem get. Only in the case of where he married her for less than a pruta, and then at beer he has to give a get. I. Uh, in Rabbi Elazar brought three cases: Hamakaris beMilva, Makaris Altanai, and Pachus beShavu'Pruta, and then had beer for any of the after any of those, he needs a get. Whereas Rabbi Yosef Abba says, no, only in the case of Shavu'Pruta says, oh, Behold the Loi Toi. Because no one makes a mistake in this. Everyone knows that Kiddushin has to, he has to give her something of significance. But in the other's toy he made a mistake. Oh, what difference does it make to makes a mistake? So this is fascinating. If he knows that when he, he gives her Tura, let's say less than a Pruta, to marry her. He finds a plastic ring or a spray-painted silver. looks very nice. He says, I'll marry you with this ring. And she accepts the ring. So it's less than a Shaveh Pruta. Now... Everyone knows that's not a good Kiddushin. So when he subsequently has beer with her, he's doing the beer to affect the marriage. Whereas if he thinks it was actually a good Kiddushin, then they're having beer because our husband and a wife have beer. He's not doing it to affect the marriage, and therefore it won't count. Okay? If someone does Kiddushin and then he has beer, it's Ruchaymenuket. He needs a get. This actually happened, and the rabbis didn't feel they had the power to divorce her without a get. Um, I, they they were going through with all these opinions along the lines of that you do not get. And lo to exclude from the t- following tala that Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel from Rabbi Shmuel it says v'hil nay nispa sha asura. If the woman was not forced, then she's forbidden to her husband. A woman who sleeps with another man, she becomes also to her husband. That's where she was not forced. But if she was forced, then she's still permitted to her husband. This we've discussed in the But well, the fact that it emphasized he, I, she, in this specific case would be mutar. They must be telling us that there's another case where she wasn't forced, that she's put to pay. What is this case? Again, what's the case? The case is where you have a woman who we assume is married to Ruvain. She's with another man, and she doesn't have to she can go back to Ruvain. She's not offered to Ruvain. When is that? We're talking about a case where she wasn't raped. So she willfully and what we're assuming is adultery with the second man, and she's allowed back to this husband. When is this? This is where she did Kidushin, on condition, and the condition wasn't met. Even if the child is riding on her soldiers, she can do she can opt out of this marriage and go back to him. Oh, what are we saying? When she let's say she marries Ruvain on condition that X will happen, and the condition's not met, many years later, and she in the interim went and lived with another man, it was, she was never ever married to the first husband. So she's never, so she can go back, she can go and marry marry him. So it's not really that she was married to a man that you then committed adultery and went back to him. She was actually never ever married to the man because. The Kiddushi that was Kiddusha Tos that was never met. And we're saying but we're not basking like that. We're saying once you had yeah, it's finalized to a degree. Agree. Okay. okay, a man and a wife, they do kiddushin, either on condition that she doesn't have any nadarim, or on condition that she doesn't have any blemishes. Now, she, went, she had a neder, but she, went, she subsequently went to a sage and got it annulled. Remember, annulled is the wrong word, but cancelled, you can go to a sage and he says, oh, had you known X, they work, they discuss this, and orange says, oh, had you known X, would you have made the netter? I, let's say, take a netter, you're never going to eat meat, you want to be pious, you're never going to eat meat during the week. Then it turns out, oh, you're never going to eat meat on a Thursday. Comes out, you look at your son's wedding invitation and the wedding's on a Thursday says, so, had I, had I realised that my son's wedding was on a Thursday, I would never have made that neder. I want to eat meat at my son's wedding. So that's undoing the neder. So, so she goes to a chacham and she finds the, the Pesach and undoes it, then their marriage stands. However, she goes to a doctor and gets the mum repaired. She goes, this plastic surgery or an operation and sorts out the mum. They are not married. So the "Ah says, oh, my bane, chacham la What's the difference? Why has she got... Again, after doing kiddush and she got her netter cancelled, that's a good marriage. But if she got the mum repaired, it's not a good marriage. He says, no, because when the chacham, he uproots the netter from the outset. And the doctor, he only does it from now onwards. I.e. when you get your, your netter cancelled, he says, oh, would, would you have taken the neder if X? And you say no. That basically makes it as if she never took the nether. So she was, was a woman who never
1: with had a nether. It we don't want to rely on it. Why? What yeah, really happens. That a that condition of marriage that the man will, will give a get if they get the fortune. There's no marriage. Okay. So That's what we're talking about. Yeah? It's it? conditional.
0: And uh, it's, you see, yeah, so I'm not sure they do have trying to make conditions in the anti-natural contract that they won't get that a civil divorce won't count unless they have a proper divorce, or like you saying that if he won't give her a get, it's as if they were never married. But that's very that, that's a confusing. So yeah, okay, but and uh, but what the result If at the end of the day, the reason he didn't want to marry her was I don't know she had a sixth toe. So she went, had plastic surgery, and you can tell nothing. No son, what's the problem? So it seemed one of the explanations is no, just the, he got married to her, and then he found out she has a sixth toe, even though she got it uh, fixed with plastic surgery, and her feet were as perfect as any other girl. It's still in his mind that he did kiddushin to this woman with a sixth toe, and it might still put him off. Um, Ah, oh, but we have a Braissa which teaches if she goes to a Chacham and gets it annulled, or a doctor and gets it healed, repaired. They are not I have The contradiction is in the first Braissa we mentioned that if she goes to the sage and gets her letter annulled retroactively, they are married. And here we're saying they're not married. So, Amar Rabba, you have to change it to Rabba, Loikasha, Ho Rebbe Meir, Ho Rebbe Elozar. It's a makloikas, Rebbe Meir, Rebbe Elozar. Ho Rebbe Meir, To Omar Ein Otom Reuter, Shidisfazer Ishtoba Bezdin. Rebbe Meir holds, A man does not want his wife to be disgraced in basin. I It's degrading to have to go to Bezdin and say, Look, I've got a neder publicly and say, You know, I've got this neder I need cancelled. Can you help me? So, Rebbe Meir holds that a so, the husband wouldn't want his wife to undergo that. So even if she has a netter, and even if she gets it cancelled, even if they find out she has a netter and she could theoretically go get it cancelled, the husband's going to say, I don't want you to get it cancelled. But then it turns out that she had a netter at the time they were getting married, so they separate. Whereas for based in. and this is Rebbe, sorry, sorry, I said it the wrong way around. Rabbi Meir says a person wants his wife to be disgraced in Beislin, i.e. he would tell her, go get your letter and out. I know it's not the nicest thing, Little bit embarrassing, but I'm prepared to suffer that embarrassment. Go get it now, then we can stay married. Whereas Rebelza holds. A man does not want that. Um, where do we see this it's Rebi Meya and Rebi Lazar? So as we learned in the following Mishnah. If a man divorces his wife because of a neder, he's never allowed to return her. Mishum raw. if he divorces her because he's suspected of her of adultery, well Yasser he's never allowed to return to her. We know generally if a man divorces his wife he can go back to. But in these scenarios, we say he's not allowed to. Now Rashi tells us that it's going to be relevant to working out the different opinions. There are two reasons given for this Gazaira. Again, strictly speaking, so a man said to his wife, he got divorced to his wife because he found out she had an adoring. She had taken vows. Or he divorced his wife because he, found, because he suspected of her of adultery. In those cases, he's not allowed to go back to her. And there are two reasons given. One is the kilkul. Cool. He'll come and say, Oh, he might come in the future. She, what's going to happen? He's going to divorce her. She's going to go marry a new man. And he's going to come along and say, oh, I didn't realize she could get her letter cancelled. Or I didn't realize that the evidence would come up that she didn't commit adultery. And what's he done? He's just undermined the divorce. And now she's married, now that she's got remarried, but canceled the first divorce, and it turns out that she's actually committing a with the with her second husband. So they tell him, if you get divorced because of this reason, you're never allowed to remarry her, because then, then you don't have to worry about the kill tool. That's the one reason. Um, and then the second reason is they want to push Jewish women, motivate Jewish women to be more sensitive. Now she actually uses the word to not be porous with nadarim or getting caught up in in, uh, suspicious uh, circumstances. So he doesn't. So so Again, so uh, why? It's basically almost on the one. Do you know if your husband is going to divorce you because of one of those reasons, there's no chance you're getting back together. So she's going to be a little bit more careful. Now let's keep that. Now with those two principles we're going to play it out in the following Masloket. So again, the Mishnah said in a case of if he divorces his wife because she has a netter because of shame wrong, he's not allowed to ever return to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, any netter that the public know about it, he can't remarry her, but if they don't know about it, he can remarry her. What's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion based on? Firstly, he holds a netter taken in public, can't be cancelled. So that's a netter that stands. And secondly, he holds that the reason the tachana, that they can't return is because um, because we don't want women to become porrots with these things, careless with taking the dory, or careless with being suspected of adultery. We don't want them to. Be. So therefore, a so netter therefore, okay, that can be annulled is not a big deal. So it's taken in private, you know, let it get annulled, not a big deal. But a nadir, that can't be now well, that's a big deal. And that's where Chazal would have stepped up and said we don't want it. So that's why Rebiyah would said, only if it's a public nadir can it not be, can they not remarry. But if it's a private nadir, they could remarry Rebiyah. Omer Rebiyah says not so, he says, any neder that would require the Chochom to annul, they cannot get remarried. If it does not require the Chochom to uproot it, then he can remarry her. What's the difference? We actually touched on this earlier. We know there's certain adorim that a husband can annul. If it affects their marriage, or if it affects her physically, which will make her grumpy or not or unappealing to her husband then those on the Torah he can annul. you don't have to go to the Chocham so Rabbi Meir says if it's an area that her Chokom, um so if it's that a Chocham would annul, then he can't remarry her and if it's that a Chocham can't annul then he could remarry her. And the reason is because Reb Mehl holds the concern is kilkel. Are we concerned that the husband is going to come along later and say, oh, I didn't realize the neder could be annulled. Had I known we could have gone to the Chochem and got annulled, I would never have divorced her. Which again, then we said, and does the divorce, and now the second husband that she's married to is actually an adulterer. That, was, that should be Mehl's concern. Now, a neder that the husband can annul, and he doesn't, well, you don't have that concern. You don't like the netter, and then you should have annulled it. But the fact that you didn't annul it, you can't ever come along and say, "Well, if I if I wanted to annul," again, we're assuming that everyone knows that they can annul their wife well. But the sort of netter that a husband can't annul, that's then. Uh, and
1: the children say
0: so they would be and That's why we're concerned, and that's why we say we're not going to let you. Re-. We, we we tell him at the time, "Oh, you're divorcing her because of a netter. You're never allowed to go back to her." Because then he can't <coughs> come along and say, well, had I known. He says, no, we warned you at the time. Um, so, so that's the second opinion. Um, then, Omar Rebbe Elazar, Lo Asru, They did not forbid, it's a little bit cryptic, but they did not forbid him to remarry if it requires a nulling of a Gacham. So they only said we don't allow them to get remarried in a case of where it requires a Chocham to annul it because of a case where a does is not required to annul it. Rebbe take on Rebbe Meir. Again, he agrees that the, firstly he says that, what he, in other words, what he's saying is that they only forbade a neder that requires Chachiris Chocham, him to remarry his wife, because of a nedr that, does not require <coughs> a bills, not And I explained to Rabbi Meir holds like Rabbi Meir that the reason behind the Xaira that he's not allowed to remarry his wife if he divorces her because of a netter is because of Kilkul. Again, Kilkul is, we're worried he's gonna come along and say, Oh, had I known I could have got the netter cancelled. But um, we say that but he can't claim, according to Rabbi Leiser, if only he knew about the option of Khaqir's Ch- uh, he would have he would not have divorced her because. He holds a man would never want his wife to go to in to get an Edoran cancer. That's too degrading for their relationship. So for, for him and for his relationship. So he's like, so even if he knew at the time that there was an option of satiras chacham, he would never have gone with that option. He would have said, you know, let's let's just leave it here. Not, not I'm not I'm not going through that uh, that uh, process. And therefore, he can never later come along and say, Well, had I known, I would not have divorced her. No, had you known, you would have still not let her go to the Chacham, and you would therefore have still divorced her. But he might say, He did not, if it's another type of Neder, he might say, I didn't know I had the power to annul my Neder until you started uh, Shazmurban. Did you know that there were certain d'orim if your wife took you could cancel them? You do. I'm saying, Like, how many people know that? They're not, not picking on you. It's like people, people don't know that. People don't know that. So, so that's what he said. So, so if it's a nether that he finds out later on that he could have annulled, then he might actually say, oh, well, had I known I could have annulled, it, I would never have divorced him. And now it's as if they're not divorced, and that's the kilt. But again, but, so that's, that's the real concern. Where it. Regarding going to a Chakirah's he would never have let his wife go to the Chocham anyway, so he doesn't have a claim there. But again, because they, they double as strict with Xerah, we worried that if we allow the case of a woman to get remarried to her husband where the Chocham could have announced it, you might allow her to remarry when the husband could have announced it, and that's a dangerous situation. Now the Gomorrah just asked my time at Rabbi Yehuda. What's the reason behind Rabbi Yehuda? Let's try to do a few more lines, just because tomorrow's that's a bit longer. That's not okay. um, my time at as it's written, Again, Rabbi Huda was the one who says if it's a public vow, it can't be announced. So it says, B'nai Israel did not strike them because they had taken a shwur amongst the congregation. And this was when the Jews were conquering Eretz Israel and they were supposed to kill all the seven nations, and Givon came and tricked them. The Givonin came and said, Oh, we come from a faraway land, we just heard about B'nai Israel and we want to work for you. So they accepted them and they took a sure that they look after them. And Benesh, and then it turned out that they were tricking them. So Benesh. I said, we still can't, even though they tricked us, we still can't kill them because it's a public matter. Of the Kamar what's considered in public? So Yomim It's three because when it says, sorry, Yomim Rabbim Shlosha. because elsewhere in the Torah when it says Yomim Rabbim for many days, it's allusion to three. That's actually by counting by Azab. So there so so to you when it says rabbim, it's referring to three. Rebusak omarasar Rebusak says 10 sifbuhu because it says ada Now Rebbi Meh Oymi Rabime says call nedish sorikhiras chokum loyaksir, rebel ostrut sorry, elabim nature ainotor. Again, Rebbi Meah said that any Nedir that requires the Chochum to uproot it, he cannot remarry her. And Rebimeah says no, in that case they only said where it requires that she can't go back to her husband where it requires her because we concerned about a case where it does not require says Ah what point are they arguing on? Ib happy for his wife to be degraded and based in based I I says, Look, I'd rather not I'd rather stay married to you. Go to Basin and get your netter and now I'll take the degradation says Rebelez, Soviet not am right to and Rebelezer says, I don't want my wife to be disgraced. I go, so he would have according to Rebelezer, even if he so so what happens? He finds out his wife has a netter. So and he then he finds and if he know what would he do knowing that she can get her netter uprooted based in Basedin? So according to every man, he would say, I want her to get her netter uprooted. And therefore you run into trouble later down the line. So now he divorces her because she has a netter. She goes and marries a second husband. And then he finds out, Oh, I could have got it an album by Basedin. So now he might say Actually, I would want it to be cancelled. But contrary to Beleza, he doesn't ever want her to go to Basin. So he can't come along and say, Oh, had I known that I could do Hakir as I would have told her to go to Basin. No, you wouldn't have. Huh? You don't want her to sit in Basin and undergo this degrading process. It's funny, in my mind, it's not such a degrading thing Ask going to three sages and saying, Look, I took this, maybe it's a degrading netter or something, but it is embarrassing. I took this netter that I need to find a Pesach to.
1: But before they sit, some of these things that they're, they're
0: Back sure. well, there was this time oh, yeah, where Who's the man that? wouldn't, what was she doing? She wouldn't look after the children. Exactly. So, yeah. is this
1: kind of thing public? Yeah. Oh. Is, is it done in public for
0: sure? Yeah. So, like I mean, all? there it was, there it was, Dafka to embarrass her, to motivate her to look after the children. If yeah. I can't remember yes. that was yeah, the yeah. scenario. Whereas here, is it like worth the husband's, I guess, his reputation to stay married to a woman like this? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not clear. Also, it doesn't. It's, it's, so it's not pleasant. You have to go to the dance. Floor. I took a swear sure that I would never ever have wine again. I took a. I took a netter that I won't have wine. I took a netter that I won't smoke again. And now I'm coming. You know, so something even something a little bit embarrassing. Saying so it's not like I took a netter not to have carbs and uh, You know, like but it could be something a little bit embarrassing. But like unless it's something like really embarrassing, like why wouldn't? What, what's the why is it degrading to go to before based? I think they were more sensitive in those days to the woman going before based in it. In general, for the woman to have to go out was just degrading and also to go stand before the three tayonim was extra embarrassing. But as I'm saying in my mind it doesn't sound seem terrible, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Now, I think let's leave it here for today. We'll uh, we will come back to rover tomorrow